welcome and thanks for joining us. We are honored to have you here to join us uh, today for another episode of the Nonprofit Show. Today we have Dr. Abi Subedi, who is CEO of ComuInfo, and Abi is here to talk to us about data and nonprofit donors. But before we jump into the conversation, we of course want to give a nod to Julia Patrick, who started this fantastic episode uh, three years ago. We are marching towards our sixth. 100th episode, and she is the CEO of the American Nonprofit Academy. I am honored to play alongside Julia each and every day as the co-host, sometimes her personal nonprofit nerd, but I like to remind all of you watching and listening, there's enough nerdiness from me to go around. So I am also the CEO of the Raven Group, and again, honored to be here. We keep going and growing with the great support from our presenting sponsors. So thank you so much to Bloomerang, American Nonprofit Academy, Your Part-Time Controller, Nonprofit Nerd, Fundraising Academy, Staffing Boutique, and the Nonprofit Thought Leader. If you have not checked out these companies, I really encourage you to do so. They are fantastic people, fantastic companies leaning into your mission to help you do more good in and around your community. I just mentioned 600 episodes. You can find all of them on Roku, Fire TV, YouTube, and Vimeo, as well as uh, today's episode with Abby. And if you're a podcast listener like I am, you can also uh, queue us up wherever you stream your podcast. So go ahead and do that. If you're taking a hike or a walk or maybe even a drive, you can listen to this episode um, later today or even tomorrow. So I mentioned our guest, and I'm just thrilled to have him here. And I want to tell a little bit of our background of how we met, because we met online, and I don't, I'm not sure if it was LinkedIn or what platform it was, Dr. Subedi, but we met, we connected, we emailed, and I said, I love what you're doing with Info. Could I please twist your arm and ask you to be a guest on the nonprofit show? So again, Dr. Avi Subedi, lots of letters behind your name, CEO of Commu Info. Welcome. Well, thank you, Jared. And it's a pleasure to be here and appreciate all of you who are online joining, taking a long time and, you know, um, being here to listen, you know, what we need to talk about and really around data and analytics, uh, which is, you know, it's, it's a hot topic these days. So, you know, thank you for, again, your time and, and joining uh, here with us today. Absolutely. So as, as Jared said, sorry, Jared, good. Hmm. I was just going to say, please tell us a little bit about ComuInfo, um, what it is that you do day in and day out with this amazing company. Yeah. So the Kami Info, you know, really started, you know, a few years back when I was working with uh, United Way, you know, uh, here in the uh, local level. I'm really working around impact data and, you know, being able to tell the story of the nonprofits, nonprofit community, right? So, you know, the idea really was born out of that. The challenges that I saw within the nonprofit community, you know, especially around data analytics, you know, reporting really being able to tell the story, right? So, you know, we, we got together, we huddled up, we talked to a lot of people, a lot of non- nonprofits, and then say, you know, could there be a way where, you know, smaller ones especially, um, you know, allow them to kind of, you know, have a platform where they would come in and plugging their program level data, visualize those data, right? Be able to recruit volunteers and tell a story, at the end, you know, tell that impact that you're making. So, you know, in a nutshell, Kami Info is a web-based, you know, self-serving platform designed only for nonprofits. That's yeah. it. You know, the, the platform really allows nonprofits to share their programs, 
their outcomes data, you know, and we use, you know, what everybody should know, uh, what it's called a logic model framework, right? And allow them to kind of come in, you know, add their upcoming events, recruit volunteers, manage track volunteers, whether there's hours, attendance, what have you, and really be able to share, you know, some of the good stats, whether it's your financials, whether, you know, number of lives you've impacted, number of volunteers you've got, right? And, also, you know, when you think about a tool, you know, our idea really is very simple, which is, you know, it is really designed for any nonprofits, right? Whether you are a program program officer, a volunteer staff, or simply put, you know, anybody who is responsible for maximizing impact. Love it. So Commu Info, am I correct to, to, to consider its community information? Correct. Yes. Okay. Well, I love that. So for those of you looking at the screen, uh, you can see his website. Those of you listening, it's comuinfo, C-O-M-M-U-N-I-N-F-O, is that right? Um, dot com. So excited to, to have you here with us today to get, you know, we've talked about this before, that data is in fact sexy. And sometimes data, you know, tends to gloss over for people. Um, but today we're really talking about how you can best use your data, tell your story in the community, you have a lot of information to share. So let's start off by like, what is the DNA that we should be seeing in our data? Talk to us about that. Yeah. So again, you know, th this is to many of us, and especially when we talk about nonprofit and the capacity that we have and that we operate under, right? You know, it, it's a very, you know, a new topic. Um, so the DNA, you know, it's really is it's, it's data that you already have or you're collecting or have collected or in the process of collecting, right? And, and analytics, right? And how do you then compile that data to tell a story in a simpler form for, for the people that you either serve or, you know, that you report to, right? So in a nutshell, you know, data and analytics in, in a simple form is the process of analyzing data to find trends or correlations and answer questions as it relates to your nonprofits, your customers or donors. So I had a conversation not too long ago, and I used the term KPI or the acronym, right? Key performance indicators. And then I also said, you know, in narrative form, like, what are your measurements of success for this program? And the person sadly did not know any of that, what I was talking about. So I'm curious if you could share a little bit about how we can infuse the importance of data with everyone on our team, again, be it staff, be it volunteers, be it board members, like how do we share the importance of data? Because it's not just the fact that we open our doors, we serve our clients in our community, we have to collect the data. And I love, I love to, right? Like I always say, what is the data we're collecting? How might we improve it? And what are we analyzing from, you know, the previous data that we have? So all of that to say, Dr. Subedi, like, would you tell us maybe a tip on how we can impart the importance of data to everyone on our team? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, you, you can spend days talking about how do you best collect data, right? And, and I, you know, I, I always tell, you know, nonprofits or people that I work with that, you know, start simple, right? Don't, don't overcomplicate and don't rush it, right? You know, don't panic as well, because when you do panic, then you're not focusing, right? So, you know, and, and you know, data should be, I think, at least personally, it, it should be a single source of truth for you, right? And whether that is, you're trying to solve a problem, right? Oftentimes we all are in that space because impact is our business, right? 
Um, so, you know, with, with the data, you know, it's, it's and, and to your point, Jared, you know, KPI is, it's nothing but what's important for you as an organization, right? Is it impact that you're making? Is the number of people that you're serving, right? It's the locale, it's a reason, it's, it's, it's a number of other businesses that you're bringing on. What is that? And have you defined that, right? And, and once you do that, you know, the, the, the basic way to do it is, is kind of frame it and, and make a plan against it, right? And don't go overboard just because now all of a sudden you're super excited, because trust me, it is very tempting. Um, and, and also, you know, the fact that we all have some level of data, right, in which we don't recognize. So understanding what you already have and finding the gaps within the data and, you know, whether it's descriptive or you want to, you know, talk about making it more advanced analytics, whether in the predictive or, you know, make it a prescribed analytics to, you know, track your businesses, what have you, you know, and that's really the second step. But the first really, you know, the rule is, Make sure you have a plan in place, understand what's been tracked, what are you thinking of tracking, and what else you don't have that you would like to have. That is so fantastic. And we've touched on this a little bit about why should we be collecting data? Um, and for those of again, those of you looking at the slide, you know, it's really why should nonprofits collect data? Now, you mentioned early on two things. One, you're a former United Way employee, and two, the logic model. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is synonymous, right? It's like, I, I wonder, and maybe you could tell me, Avi, like, did United Ways create the logic model? Mm, I don't want to say uh, no, but I also don't want to say yes. But I think the logic model really you know, started back, uh, God, I don't know, maybe, you know, 30, 40 years ago when, you know, especially the federal government was you know, trying to figure out the best way to you know, start tracking their you know, programs around health, education, you know, what have you, right? And it, it's it's one of those frameworks that kind of really explains, you know, what what is your plan and how do you go about in you know, a meeting those, you know, a plan or strategies, right? It's really in you know, a logic, right? If you do this, then you would expect Y to happen or X to happen, right? And when you put it in a that way, you know, it makes it so much sense, right? Because these days, when you do apply for a grant. That is one of the things that your your you know funding organization is going to ask for, right? Um, and, and 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 it shouldn't be complicated as well, right? As long as you have a logic that look, you know, we are looking to serve X many people for X many days, in providing X services. That is, in a nutshell, your logic model, right? And of course, you can tweak it based on your need and, and how complex you want to get to and what have you. So, yeah, I will tell you, I'm not a huge fan of logic models, mainly because they make my head hurt. <laughs> <laughs> It, it can be complex, yes. can be complex. So let's talk about more why we should be collecting data. You just mentioned grants. I could not, you know, express that further. I started my career uh, truly as, you know, a grant writer, and I understand the importance of collecting the data. But as I just gave this other example, you know, um, there's so many grants out there that require this information. They also require a compliance component of the reporting the data. Why else might we collect data? Well, I mean, especially these days, Jared, I think, you know, with the help of social media and you've got different variety of social channels. There's just so much out there, right? But you know, you know, let me go back to the point where I said before, which is, you know, what's really important for you as an organization, right? Is it is it the number of people that you want to attract, 
right? You know, it's a family that you're serving that are actually you know, doing better. Are you maximizing the impact? Are you building the capacity, right? Are you helping the community grow and thrive? What is that that drives your nonprofit? What, what's your business of making an impact, right? And if you frame it in that regard, right, no matter how you collect it, you know, you have a good starting point, right? And, and I always say to people that, you know, do a couple of things and do, do them best, right? Master at it and then go about expanding and, and, and then exploring further, right? It's pretty much like, you know, look inside the box before we can explore the box outside the box. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's so many data points. And as you said, keep it simple. Don't go too heavy. Don't go too far. Um, I am curious because I like to see data. I like to ask a lot of questions. Where is this coming from? How are you measuring it? Um, how accurate is it, right? Data in, data out. But I also like to see where else might we improve our data collection because data integrity mm-hmm. is really important. In fact, I had to grab my pen and write down data. You said this, data is your single source of truth. Correct. And that speaks volumes to me. So talk to us a little bit about you know, if we're collecting data, when do we maybe reassess that data to say, is this still relevant? Is this Mm -hmm. what we still want to track and share? I can think of impact reports. I can think of annual reports, social media, electronic newsletters, ways that you can use this information. But when might we find ourselves, you know, Abby saying, I think we need to be tracking something differently. What does that look like? Right, right. And and that's that's really the conundrum, right? Because then you you get into this rabbit hole of, oh, I don't think we've got this. Let's go ahead and, and try to make a plan of, you know, like, you know, perhaps, you know, gather more demographic data right now. Yes. <clears throat> Is it important? Absolutely, right? But do you have a capacity? Do you have internal resource to do that, right? Do you have a tool to actually do that, right? Is it a manual process, right? Are you, <clears throat> excuse me, are you maintaining Excel upon Excel upon Excel, Right. Where does this data live? To your point, Jared, you know, who owns this data, right? Who's responsible for maintaining the data, right? Do we know how many people have actually moved, right? Do we have a new address? Do we have a new email address? Are we tracking do not contacts, right? You know, are we providing same information to our, you know, funding organization or to the board or annual report, right? Where in, in the process you see a gap. And in really identifying that, you know, and it takes time, doesn't happen right away, right? But as long as you understand, you know, the utilization of that data to do whatever, whether it's in a fundraising campaign, whether it's expanding your program, whether it's bringing new, you know, blood into the mix, whether for your board and what have you, right? You need more data to analyze that, right? To, to, to also kind of cross ref who others in my area are actually doing the same thing, right? So always trying to figure out what else is out there, right? Just being, you know, data curious as well. So, You know, I was talking with uh, an organization the other day, and we were talking about the increase of client uh, services that they've provided uh, this year over last year. And it was a huge increase. And I, of course, asked, why, why was there an increase, right? Like, what is, what are we seeing in this analytics? Like, what is your interpretation of this essentially? And that was fascinating. And so when I think, you know, for me, I'm a huge visual learner. And so for me to see that number on a chart or an infographic, I also really appreciate the narrative, Abby, that says, why we believe there is indifference. And it doesn't always go up. It could absolutely go down. And I think 
you know, COVID-19, we need to also address why we're seeing that data going down as well. Um, So, you know, that's pretty powerful. So there's a lot of ways of why or reasons rather why we should be collecting data. And um, I'm curious if we can talk a little bit more too about how we share this data. And I'm curious how often we could share it. Um, that's again, you know, uh, well, more more often than than not, I think I, I would say that, right? And, and that also, you know, speaks volume in terms of how updated your website is, or what whatever your platform that that you are, you know, drawing people towards, right? Whether it's your Facebook page or Instagram, or you know, a simple, you know, a good looking website, or you're still working on your website, right? How you know what does your policy say in terms of you know, refreshing your data, right? And who, who are the audiences of, you know, who's looking to your data, right? So, you know, based on your, I guess, the target customers, your, you know, your stakeholders, constituents, your donors, your boards, right? Are they, you know, are they data ready? You know, are they looking for information? Are they finding the information in the right place, right? Are we making or creating a lot of noise? And oftentimes, I kid you not, there's a lot of noise when we talk about data, right? And, and, and to your point of, you know, being visual is a quick way of learning, so is the summary, right? The summation of it, right? So, you know, if you if you couple, you know, data with analytics, which is really to tell the story using, you know, tools to visualize your data and a quick note as to what the data is really speaking on and towards, I think, you know, you're on a good start. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I love that you mentioned noise because that's kind of the elephant in the room. There is so much noise out there right now. There's a, a lot that we're consuming. There's a lot of channels to consume from. And, you know, if we can niche down our audience, I, and I'm just thinking, I, I like to say, you know, I'm shooting from the hips here, but these hips have 20 years of nonprofit experience. Um, you know, maybe we share certain data and narrative, the summation, as you said, with our volunteer newsletter, our volunteer group, differently than how we share it with the board, differently than how we share it with our funders. And um, so I can see this being, I hate the word manipulation in this, but but um, manipulated in a way that highlights what that demographic is most um, inclined to be interested in, right? And so it's very prescribed when it comes to grants because you write a grant for X amount of dollars to do X amount per the logic model. And then the report is essentially, this is what we said we would do. And this is what we have in fact been able to do. So that's very prescriptive, but I feel like there's a lot of creativity in these other areas. No, you're right. You're right. And, and you know, and, and I'll, I'll remind folks that, you know, the, the way Kami Info is set up to your point, Jared, it's just that, right? How do you avoid noise so that, you know, you know, and, and, and believe it or not, you know, donors and stakeholders and people that you serve are getting, getting advanced, right? They want information like now. You know, give me a place where I can actually go and learn what you do, right? Tell me if you've got a recruitment event for volunteers coming up. I want to sign up. Don't send me 20 pages long report. (laughs) Who's got time to read that? (laughs) No no one. And, you know, I mean, to that point, right? People don't even read emails anymore. People don't even read the full text on, you know, on your text phone anymore. So I do think, you know, to really create these kind of like spoon size information. I love your mention on the website. Um, I've heard Julia Patrick, my co-host, share, you know, to update your, uh, your data in a, not, not all data, but like a data document quarterly, 
you know, um, I like to do this monthly uh, and to say, okay, here's where we are this month, this month. And of course you have that big milestone of quarterly. And then you have your six month, which is another big milestone. Of course you can track that from the previous year. Mm -hmm. So I think there's so many ways to slice and dice and and serve the data. Um, But I'm curious if you could talk to us, if you had a crystal ball, we love this question. Like what are some of the top data pieces that people just eat up? Like what, what would you say if someone's listening right now and they want, and this might be a curveball, so I apologize, Abby. Um, what would be the five data sets that we want to make sure we have? Yeah, I think, you know, and, and now, you know, let's go back to, to when we started conversation, data integrity, right? So, you know, the really being able to maintain your donor base, your donor database is absolutely key, right? You know, and in figuring out where the gaps are, right? You know, you know and to my point early on, you know, are, are there, you know, the right addresses, right? Is the email still working, right? Um, because, you know, again, you are in the business of making an impact, right? And, and you, you're in the business of increasing your revenue so you can actually maximize your impact as well. Right. So, you know, donor database, you know, however you maintain it, right, whether it's an Excel file or you've got it in a CRM setup, you know, that's great. Right. But start simple. Make sure that you're capturing right data at the right time. Right. That, that's absolutely important. Then come since you're in the business of making an impact, you program. Right. So going back to the idea of the logic model. Right. If you can frame your data points around your logic model, then think about this. Right. When it, in time comes to for you to write your grant. Right. You've got it in front of you, right? You don't need to go hustle and go through your 20 pages long reports and, and trying to figure out you know, where the data is and what have you, right? Really, you know, if you nurture and cultivate them properly, right, chances of them turning as a donor is it's very, very high, right? So you want to maintain that database as well, right? So that means you want to be in constant communication with them, right? You want to respect their privacy, right? You want to make sure that they're getting what they're asking for, right? They're treated well, you know, with the respect and what have you, right? And you just maintain that database of knowledge so that if tomorrow you need to call help, these guys are ready to help you as well, right? And then you've got other, you know, stakeholders such as your board members or your your you know followers on your social media what have you because we're just in a, such a digital world you also need some part of that you know within your data set as well all great information one of the uh, shortcuts i like to do is you know when you have an impact report or an annual report created is to take snippets of that uh, report albeit data infographics a story and repackage and repurpose that on so many different channels. As you mentioned, social media, newsletter, there's so many ways to, um, I'm going to say regurgitate, but really like continue to share that information with your audience. Um, And another thing that I love to do, because I've worked with too many organizations that don't, I feel they don't track enough um, like personal data of their clients. So one of the things I like to do is look at their intake form to see, you know, what 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 data are they collecting from day one, from the start? And I often see that they're not asking some what I would consider simple questions about, you know, are you a single parent? Um, are you a domestic violence survivor? Are you um, an LGBTQ, you know, individual? Are you a veteran? And I've literally, Dr. Abi, you know, had people say to me, oh, well, but we don't care. And I said, okay, what I'm hearing you say is you serve all people that come mm-hmm. to yours. 
Uh, of course you care, but what you're saying is you serve all people. I said, here's the purpose of why I want to collect this data and why I want you to collect this data. It's because the more information we have, the more opportunities of support. So I'm really proud to share that one of these conversations did move to collecting data. And in one month, the question of LGBTQ uh, collected the information of 27 individuals in one month. And so June is Pride Month, right? And so again, when you think of how might we um, infuse additional questions that are optional, right? Optional on this intake form. And you also share with the clients and the community why, right? And for me, it's the purpose is the more we know, the more we can tell our story of who our audience is, and it provides additional opportunities for dollars, for fundraising, for more impact. So that's just a story I wanted to share because if any of you are thinking, okay, we've got a long way to go, start today. Correct. Yes. And and, and, and to my point early on, start simple, right? Start basic, you know, map out, you know, what are some of the things that that's really important for you, right? And how are you going about, you know, tracking and managing and maintaining that? And, And should you plan to expand whether it's your services, you know, your, you know, um, anything that you do within your landscape of, of, you know, a nonprofit, you know, you will have a better understanding of, you know, what are some of the things that you will need to do, you know, on the next phase and the next cycle and what have you. And, and be, be mindful as well, you know, when you, you know, do start to collect data, you know, you, you need a place where you can actually easy, easily access, right? And you have, you know, kind of like the data policy around it, um, you know, follow the donor bill of rights, you know, if you can, and well, if you must, and you should follow the uh, donor bill of rights and yeah, and create a guardrail around in you know, how do you maintain you know donor information or client information and what have you. So you know you you're there out there, so people trust you and you know, pe- people see the importance and 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 hopefully they're more willing to you know give you more information. That is fantastic, and um, you have just been a wonderful guest to talk to. I want to pull up your slide here so that everyone knows if they want to get nerdy uh, with you on data and how to do this with, you know, commu info that you can absolutely do that. So Dr. Avi Subedi, and um, I'm curious, tell me about these letters, C-N-M-C-E-M. Yeah. So the C-N-M stands for Certified Nonprofit Management. Of course. And the CEM stands for Certified Economics Measurement. So both around program and data, you know, realm. I have not seen that one. So that's that's a new one that I, I'm um, just being educated on. So thank you so much. Now, um, we're not quite done, but I am curious because you had mentioned you want to talk a little bit more, of course, on another day about um, capacity building. And I'm sure data and data collection and how you share it is a big piece of capacity building. So For all of you listening, watching, I hope that you've enjoyed this conversation with Dr. Subedi as much as I have. And I'm going to hold you to that, Abby, that you come back and share more with us. I, I would love it. I, you know, a matter of fact, you know, that's one of the sole reason for us to, you know, start in Kami Info to, to, to your point, you know, how do we best provide services to, you know, nonprofits, you know, they are really, you know, in the field, making an impact, 
right? So, so there's this avenue of not them get bogged down with you know maintaining a website, reporting, you know tracking their impact data and what have you, right? So they can focus their resources, energy to do you know even more good in the community, right? So that that's really you know our core focus here. So. Well, fantastic. Thank you for what you do. And thanks for joining Julia and I today on the nonprofit show being such a fantastic guest. Again, I knew when we met and started sharing uh, emails, I mean, they were they were quick emails. I knew that we were going to have such a fantastic conversation. Uh, I, of course, want to thank our presenting sponsors for allowing this conversation. Thank you to Bloomerang, to American Nonprofit Academy, your part-time controller, Nonprofit Nerd, Fundraising Academy, Staffing Boutique, and Nonprofit Thought Leader. Now's a great time to check out these companies. They are doing so much good in and around your community to help you do more good in and around your community right there with them. So Dr. Subetti, again, I cannot thank you anymore. I'm just so grateful to know you exist in our sector and uh, that you are helping us tell our story through our data collection with Commu Info. So thanks to all of you that joined us. Please join us again tomorrow. And as we end each and every episode, I'd like to remind you to please stay well so you can do well. Thank you. And Dr. Abby, thank you so much.